Welcome to the Queen City Preachers Podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And it is officially spring in the UP, even though it, it, it's been waffling. Well, it's officially spring everywhere in the Northern Hemisphere. That's true. So, so. it's official here. Yeah. Right? Here I'm too. trying to be optimistic. Yeah, here too. It's although 40. there are still piles of snow, but there yeah, is some melting. It was 40 yesterday. So, and mm-hmm. today it's 30s and sunny. So, yeah, the sun is really nice and unexpected. So, that's good. So, there's your weather report. But, um, yeah, the weather from the UP. Let's hope it continues to go on the up and up so that we don't freeze our, our butt skis off on Easter. Ooh, Easter sunrise, 6 45 mm-hmm. a.m. Yes. Yeah. 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 I did. I do have some, and I saw them in my drawer the other day. Um, Ethan got me some of those those little hot pads. Oh yeah, for things. your hands. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, there. I now I got to keep it in my mind. They're there, and I've I got to use them on Easter Sunday so that my hands don't freeze off. Yeah, and I just think I've got to remember that like it's okay to just wear gloves the entire time because oh, yeah. I just, oh yeah, you know, when handling paper and thing like oh, I just don't, yeah. I don't think about that. And yeah. I just, I've just got to suck it up and be comfortable. <laughs> wear your mitten. <laughs> Uh, so, so that's coming. Um, mm-hmm. but we're still in this season of, of Lent and, um, in scripture with the lectionary, we are taking solid chunks of John's gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were with us, what, two weeks ago, we had the woman at the well. Um, yeah. last week we had the healing of the blind man mm-hmm. and these were long passages, yeah. like 40 plus verses. A lot of healing and conversion and like big changes stories and like very specific characters, right? Yeah. And there's almost always characters. There's um, in some ways, this is great writing, right? Like there's, there's this big thing that's happening and there's always this little protest movement, whether it's internal or external, whether it be the Pharisees or the disciples asking questions or mm-hmm. other pieces. And mm-hmm. so there's in some ways, these stories are um, in some ways woven into the conflict of religious dialogue in the mm-hmm. community. Yeah, this um, back and forth. Yeah. And so what's right, what's wrong? How yeah. do we learn from it? Yeah. And I think that's kind of nice. Um neither of us have preached on that at all, but it's really it's inter- it's interesting to me because it's Well you just got an opportunity this I Sunday. Know. Hey. Uh, yay. Mm-hmm. Um but it's really interesting to me to think about mm-hmm. that from the perspective of like how the what these stories teach us, not just from the perspective of healing and who God is and how Jesus is functioning, but also what this story teaches us about how God in Christ interacts with community that is in conflict mm-hmm. um, in some ways. So mm-hmm. that's an aside. I don't think I'm going there on Sunday because that's too too much of a deep dive. But like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but uh, this week we get Lazarus mm-hmm. um, and 45 verses of Lazarus. Yeah. So, yeah. so let's just jump in. Yeah. Because uh, I think people are familiar with this story, of course. Yeah. But. Yeah. So as, as I read this... Um, Dear listener, um, think about what you what you recognize and what maybe you hear afresh um, or in new ways or maybe for the first time. Mm-hmm. So this is John chapter 11, verses 1 through 45. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then, after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just 
now trying to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble, because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble, because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought that he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may may believe. But let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? This? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she'd said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out, They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there's a stench because he's been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to him, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there are some really great lines in this section. <laughs> you know, I was we were talking about this the other day with something, but like it, Jesus seems a little tone deaf at the beginning, right? Like yeah. uh, some of the things he said, you're like, okay, Jesus, whatever. You know, like we're just waiting for him to die. He's sleeping and the, the poor disciples are like, well, we thought he was just sleeping because that's what you said. We didn't know you meant dead. dead. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, the first thing that popped into my mind as I read that was... um like a parent saying, oh, it's just sleeping. Like if a bird hits a window or something like that. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, no, it's not. It's actually I dead. I read that in an obituary right? the other day too. Really? Yeah. Oh, they interesting. Were, yeah, had, were asleep. 
in lo- the Lord or something sleep like that. Sleep in the that. Lord. Wow. Soul something sleep. Something weird like that. Yeah. Okay. That's a whole nother podcast, a whole nother time. <laughs> that's a, but you know, it's, it's a heresy in, in the uh, Reformed tradition and Lutheran tradition, but yeah, that's okay. It's not good, like pastoral care. They sell us that in the hospital, right? When you're doing no. CBE. Don't oh, yeah, tell exactly. somebody that they've like passed away because in that moment, they just need to hear that the person is dead. Right. And we still, as a society, and we do it as a church, you know, often in the prayers we say, because so-and-so passed away. And, and you know, as a society, we try to soften the language, yeah. right? And there there is no softening death. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also no um, sanitizing death, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which, which is great at the end of this passage. Lord, yeah. don't don't open the tomb. <laughs> it <laughs> smells. It stinks. He's been dead for four days. He, stink, he stinketh, it's Jesus. not good. Not good. Right. And then he comes out and we don't hear whether or not he smells. We, yeah. we have no idea. I think this text, like, for me, it's so, like, I I like to use this text a lot as funerals because it's, like, because of the passage with Mary and Martha and, like, that kind of that grieving, like, if only you had been here, Jesus, like, my yeah. brother wouldn't have died, yeah. you know, and, like, that uh, confirmation from her that, like, her belief in all of it. But, you know, I think I was as I was listening to it, I was like, oh, gosh, we should really use that second part, too. Because it's, it's like one of the only places where Jesus shows like this real emotion. Yeah, it's also, I mean, yeah, the weeping. that Jesus loved him. Yeah. And, and Jesus, yeah, it's also, I mean. I can't it's, think it's of the, anywhere it's, else it's, it's that also, that happens. I mean, fun fact, it's the shortest verse in the entire Bible. It's, mm. it's, in Greek, it's two words, Jesus wept. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's powerful to think about um, Jesus expressing emotion jesus having friends jesus loving yeah right like we normally think about jesus as this learned Awful. rabbi son of god yeah you know and yeah. and then there's the and rest of us the or the rest of them right? and he's got yeah but like we don't think about jesus like actually loving somebody yeah in like in like a friendship kind of way we think mm-hmm. about it as like oh of course he does he's the son of god he loves everybody yeah. Right. But no, he had close friends. Yeah. He cared know? about people. And it wasn't the disciples, right? The disciples <laughs> were like his congregants. And then he had some other close friends, too. Yeah. Not that we don't love you, congregants. <laughs> we do love we you, do. but it's a different. It's you know? a different type of relationship. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, that's a powerful thing to think about is, which is also, it's really interesting to then juxtapose that with the early part of this passage where Jesus is like, nah, I'm, I'm going to wait. Right. He's I'm very intentional about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, re- yeah. yeah. I read a commentary that said that in some ways, maybe there's some intentionality behind this that four days is considered the time it takes for a soul to depart a body or oh, like that's enough time to make sure they're really dead. Yeah. But I, th- <laughs> and maybe, but I also feel like in some ways, so that often they would bury them within that window, right? Mm-hmm. So that. They are the in one day. place. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, there are various traditions, Judaism in a kind of an orthodox way, um, Baha'i, mm-hmm. like that that traditionally you're buried fairly swiftly and it's yeah. also near where you died. Yeah. Or as close as you can get. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and I think about that in this in this context that Jesus intentionally in some ways is also saying, I, I'm just tying this in my mind to the bodies, thinking about the woman at the well, thinking about the blind man. I mean, the man who was blind, thinking about that Jesus is also basically saying what you think is the window of normalcy for being able for somebody to be still whole Mm. for me to bring them back Mm. isn't true. Yeah. That 
God push the boundaries. God here. sees wholeness beyond a four day window, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm. um, that's that, interesting. That God God sees beyond a platonic duality between spirit and body. God sees it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that duality of it, you know, and the duality of it is so reflected in here too. Like the the Jesus at the beginning of the passages is very like this is what's going to happen, you yeah. know, like, um, right. Like <laughs> this illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for the God's glory so that the son of man may be glorified through it. And then, you know, a few verses later, he's crying, I know. you know, it's like, there's, yeah. it's so like the God who is beyond and the God who is present. Right. And, and interesting. Yeah. And I think that that, it, you know, I mean, tying that back to the, the blind, the story about the the man with blindness, you know, we hear that light, dark thing again in, mm-hmm. in John nine yeah, two, and we hear that in eleven too. Right? too. Yeah, but but we also hear that the purpose of his blindness is for the to show the light, show forth the light of God, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, in some ways, it's like it's really interesting because the that an illness's purpose, um, just thinking about it in both of these texts, is not about death hmm. right that an illness is or a disability yeah has something more to it and it's not to say that it's it that the reason that it should exist that that it's that there's a reason for sickness right mm-hmm. but it's in some ways what it is is in I'm, I'm thinking about that duality again like jesus is spinning it and yeah. saying you think that blindness is about sin. Yeah. You think that illness is about death. Mm-hmm. And he says, no. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way because the kingdom of God is radically different than how you understand the world. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's really, I think that's really powerful. Um, and hopeful, right? Like It is, yeah, that this isn't like God's power over these things that we find so limiting, right? And that we, I mean, in some ways, once again, they place limit on it, right? Like mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, it's been four days. You can't do anything about it now. Mm-hmm. Limits and boundaries and, and like you think that this thing cuts you off, yeah. right? Like this is it. Separation right? from God. Separation yeah. from God and from one another, right? Where Jesus shows how it is actually connecting yeah, you with God and with one another by seeing the blind man by like coming to Lazarus when he is dead. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, and also entertaining the questions of Mary and Martha. I mean, mm-hmm. what's really interesting is they both say the same thing, right? Like, yeah, they're both mad. They're both upset, but they're also mm-hmm. like, but we trust that you can do something. Yeah. Right. And I think too, right. The, like this being the in and outness of the sin sinner versus you know one who doesn't live in sin right yeah or the idea of um with with mary and martha and jesus kind of you know this mm, sorry i lost my train of thought um i think like the being being cut off right the the belief that is within it yeah and and what's really interesting, I mean, so as you said that, it popped in my head that geography is interesting in this story too. Mm. Like just thinking about cutoffs that like yeah. Jesus doesn't even come to town. He's two right? days. Like, he hangs out for two more days. Right. But then when they meet him, they meet him outside. Like they come yeah. to him, right? He doesn't come to their house. 
quite mm. yet. Mm-hmm. Like then he comes. Yeah. But where do they meet him? They meet him in a place. I mean, in some ways, this this uh, this. Um, wow, you could go in a totally different direction here. Like this is where my mind just went. Is like thinking about the the well as a liminal space, mm-hmm. as a thin space, a space of transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, with like the woman, the Samaritan woman, thinking about here, a liminal space is often the space of the margins. Yeah. Between, um, between the and between the cities and at the edge, mm-hmm. and Jesus meets them in that space. Yeah. So Jesus doesn't meet them in the place where they think death has occurred, mm-hmm. but Jesus also doesn't meet them. Like the I mean, city. doesn't require in them to home. come. Yeah, in their home. But like it's yeah. it's it's just an interesting image to me, like yeah. how that plays out. Yeah, and yeah, I guess yeah. And I'm trying to get all my thoughts together here. There's I know. A, I'm there's so around. much in this. It's yeah. so rich. I think with that and um what sorry, I was thinking about what I had said before about the like I think we so often think that like illness cuts us off from God, right? And that ill there's sin and illness, right? Like what did yeah. I do wrong to deserve this kind of an attitude as well? In the same way that you talk about like disability in that sense too last weekend. Yeah. Um, and Jesus saying, you know, this isn't like there it's interesting that there's no talk of like what did he do to sin to deserve this? Um Yeah. But yeah. reaffirming that God is there, right? In those liminal points, in the places where you think you're cut off, in at in every little crook and crevice that you think God couldn't possibly be. Yeah, and and it's interesting. It's like you think about you know in the vernacular of Jesus's time, they didn't know about viruses or bacteria or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that we do, um, in some ways, it's still just as powerful to think about that. That Jesus is basically saying, "You think you understand how this world works," mm-hmm. um, and and that you may try to find reasons for why death happens. Mm-hmm. And you might even think it's because I waited two days, right? That if I'd been here earlier, he actually wouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, is cu- I mean, in some ways, Jesus is cutting it off, cutting the argument off and saying, yeah. that's not true. Mm-hmm. It's like, in some ways, Jesus is like, he could have died anytime. But yeah. it's the question of like, what enters into this? Like, do you really need a rational reason for mm-hmm. what causes death but also what causes life can you actually believe in something more powerful Mm -hmm. or it's really skirting those fringes of what is life and what is death right because in it's always interesting too to think that lazarus will die again i know yeah it's not ascending or anything like that right right it's not like jesus's resurrection where he will never die again lazarus is being raised from the dead you know yeah and it's for how inter- long, right? Yeah, who, I mean, who knows, right? Is he cured? Like, is he not sick, you know, or is he just, yeah, is he, does he still smell? Does he, <laughs> I mean, like, we just don't know, we don't know the practical yeah. sides of this, but they also don't really matter. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, no. But I'm thinking about like the, you know, the difference between what we think of as life and death, you know, yeah. and what Jesus really brings that means life. Because while he's not saying that Lazarus won't die again, there's this promise of like eternal life and also life abundant. Yeah. So I'm just kind of thinking about how those two are kind of present in here. Yeah. It's also, I mean, it's also interesting thinking 
life and death and the demarcations of those. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I just want to say agency and power. Okay. Related to those. Yeah. Because like in the in the story of of the man with blindness, mm-hmm. right? The man doesn't ask to be healed. No. Right. And Jesus heals him. Yeah. And in this story, they are pleading for him. Mm-hmm. And he does not the sisters, until yeah. later, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it raises that question of, of what is it that actually allows life to be? Is it our pleading, or is it that God has already made a choice? Ooh, yeah, to give life, uh-huh. right? That it's not about us asking for it. Yeah, it's about how we receive. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's that's too deep a. And it's not about whether it's not about whether God loves or not, right? No, that those things. No. That's I think that's yeah. the part that really cuts to the bone of what we kind of worry about. Like, oh, if you had loved me, God, you would have done this, right? You would have saved Lazarus, right? That has when nothing to do Jesus with Jesus. Comes and he lo- he's like they say Jesus loved Lazarus, Mary, Martha. Jesus loves them so much that he is distressed, he is disturbed in spirit and deeply moved, and he weeps. Right. I know. Like his love of you is not what is like predicting whether you are healed or not. No. And to be honest, his love, his love is beautiful, but it's also like it's complicated because like you tie that to friendship mm-hmm. and you say, you know, that song, what a friend we have in Jesus. I'm like. Yeah. Do we want Jesus to be our friend? Jesus is not a very. Is good he going to show up two days late? Like, <laughs> is he going to wait? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, but at the same time, it also shows that the that love is not bound to our own expectations. Yeah, which is kind of what you were just saying. Is that like mm-hmm. that's not? And love doesn't mean you're going to be saved from the pain of the world. No, love doesn't mean that death isn't going to happen. Yeah, it's right? not the prosperity gospel. Not at all. You know. Yeah. This is. This is. I mean. It's really interesting because we often, I mean, those of us who have spent lots of time with um, the New Testament text and like with John, we don't often, th- we often think about Mark as the raw one and like mm-hmm. Luke as the one really nitty gritty with like the poverty and justice. Yeah. And here in some ways woven into John's story, and John is often the spiritual fuzzy wuzzy, how do we understand symbolism of Jesus mm-hmm. type of thing? And it's there. That first part, right? right. The glory, God may be glorified <laughs> through it. Mm-hmm. But also woven into this is some absolute real humanness, yeah, and and love and brokenness, but also of of how do we understand what a real relationship is, mm-hmm. um, and what does a real relationship with God look like compared to a real relationship with one another? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Does God understand enter into our humanity in a way that that strips us of our humanity, or that enters into it that that says no, life is eternal life is here and now something diff- very, very different yeah. than what you what I, you expect. I can't save you from being human. Right. I can enter into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. which in some ways, I mean, is the root of incarnational theology and mm-hmm. Jesus. But like it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like in some ways that's one of the beauties of these passages we've had these last three weeks mm-hmm. is that like Jesus goes right into it. Yeah. Jesus so. goes right into it. <laughs> Jesus goes right into it. <laughs> Jesus gets into it. N- dirty, down in the dirty. Down and dirty, he cries. He makes spit, mud. Yeah, he drinks with drinks with a 
Woman, woman of questionable <laughs> morals. Right? <laughs> Down and dirty with Jesus. Yeah, right? <laughs> Into every nook and cranny of human life, right? Yeah. You know, from ostracization, ostracize, what, how do you say that yeah. word? Ostracization. From a woman who is ostracized <laughs> there you go. to a man who is, you know, um, has a disability to now a man who is so sick that he dies, right? Like, yeah. it's the circle of life right here. It is, and Jesus steps into all of it, essentially saying, I see you, yeah, and I see your humanity, mm-hmm. and I see that this kind of sucks. Yeah. But also, let me give you, an, I mean, as as you talked about in your sermon uh, two weeks ago now-ish, um, like, part of it is Jesus giving a new story, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. making space for her to have a different mm-hmm. story. Um, at the well, that in some ways this is still that new story unfolding mm-hmm. in all of these people's lives. Yeah. Right. And it, one where God shows up in a new way, you know, a way that you different from the way that you knew God before. Yeah, and it also means a new life for you in a way that you doesn't just mean a continuation of your life as is, or yeah, a healing yes. and a fix and a patch. Mm-hmm. Right. You you kind of need to move from like old life to liminal space to new life. Yeah, we kind of need in some ways we need that dark and light, we need the gray, we need dusk, yeah. right? We need that that time of mm-hmm. and space and I think that in some ways you know, how John tells this story and, and how Jesus plays it out is that liminal space is intentional and that God is going to try to meet us there and might even make it for create create it for us mm-hmm. um and that might be really awkward and really uncomfortable because mm-hmm. what we want is we want jesus here right now yeah why didn't you come when i asked right. god like yeah why didn't you do this in my time right whereas mm-hmm. god you know essentially god is saying i i'm here mm-hmm. i'll be here whether he's alive or whether he's dead i am mm-hmm. here yeah um I, that's yeah that's really beautiful but it's i mean it's hard to hear too because we want what we want we want, you know? yeah, we want a vending machine, Jesus. Yeah, we want for Lazarus to not have died, for Jesus to swoop in, you know, right before. Oh, absolutely. You, know? you watched any dramatic show and you see someone dying, you're like, oh my gosh, they can't die. How I will know. things go on? I know. You know? Yeah. Well, maybe they're not really dead. You know, like right, or like in a t- uh, many TV shows, I'm like, oh, well, the main character can't die because there's still more episodes. There's the main character. They're the main character. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes and then you when get to they... the last episode, and you're like, are they gonna make it? i know yeah but it it isn't it's more in some ways this is it's really powerful to think about too that like that in god's kingdom whether the character makes it is a question of earthly kingdom not god's Mm -hmm. kingdom and that's the story continues on because in god's kingdom it's like you're gonna make it Mm -hmm. but you're not gonna make it in the same way that you think you're gonna make it yeah like and even after jesus is gone the story continues. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and in a sense, you know, thinking back to the Old Testament stories, right, and the generations, the generations are what is important. Yeah. You know, as opposed to one person. And, you know, how does the story continue on? Maybe it's not through you. Yeah. Even if you're the main character of your own story. Yeah. And what's really interesting, I mean, in some ways with this story too, right, is that like, how does, how does it end in verse 45? It's like those who were there noticed and they believed. Yeah. Right. 
That's that, the point. That right? the story wasn't actually about answering Mary and Martha's questions. It wasn't about making them feel okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even about bringing Lazarus back from the dead. Mm-hmm. It was about saying, do you believe and trust that God's love is bigger than our understanding of life and death? Yeah. And can you bear witness to that? Which is hard. And it's complicatedness and you messiness. Have to take yourself out of it in a little, in a way, you know, say I am a part of that story, but that story is bigger than me. Which is really hard to do. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I don't like it as I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to think that I'm so important, you know, I'm too big to fail. Yeah, too big to fail. Oh, don't worry. There'll be a federal bailout. Um, <laughs> Jesus, come and bail me out. I can't go yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, we've covered a lot. We have, we have. And yeah, so, I mean, and there's so much food for thought in this passage and many places we didn't even go in the conversation. But um, but I really just, I, I think, you know, kind of as a parting thought, um, is just thinking about, in hearing this passage and hearing the stories we've heard these last few weeks, it's just thinking where in your life, um, where in my life, as I listen to this and think about this, where have I set boundaries or expectations in relationship to God um, that are keeping me further from, from being in relationship with God mm-hmm. and God's creation of newness in me and in my own life, but also in community and context of relationship and other things. Yeah. And, and your will, God, not mine. Yeah. And can I make space to hear God's voice in the midst of that? Can I make space to say, okay, I'm acting a lot like Mary and Martha this morning. How do I make space to say, okay, mm-hmm. um, I know I can trust you're here. Yeah. Um, Even if you weren't here two days ago. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it goes into time conversations and all those other pieces, but yeah, yeah but but thanks for thanks for turning with us down these rabbit holes today, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, we we appreciate you be, being with us. So once again, you've been listening to the Queen City Preachers podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew, and I'm Pastor Molly. Be well, friends. <laughs>